Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. This is a significant day. Today, Thursday, the 30th of June. You know, every Thursday is significant if you're a follower of this particular podcast. And if you are, you've, you've got my deepest gratitude. But, you know, for the average Australian milling around town, especially in this great state of New South Wales, a lot of people don't have their Thursdays centred around the Get Around Me podcast. Whether you can believe that or not is your business. You can let me know in your own time. But this Thursday is a momentous one. In this great state of New South Wales, it is the last day you can use your Dine and Discover vouchers. Now, I don't know if this was something that they sent around in the other states. I don't know if this was a national policy. You know, I I like to just keep things on, on my side of the fence. Whatever the other states get up to is their business. Uh, unless it affects the people of Sydney, then then at that point, I will emotionally react without all the facts almost immediately, okay? And that's a Billy Darcy promise. But these Dine and Discover vouchers, basically, you get three Dine, three Discover, $25 each, and we've got today, on the day of this release, we've got, this is the last day you can use them, okay? I personally haven't used any of mine. They are just, I just haven't been able to access them as it were, because the problem with the Dine and Discover vouchers is firstly, the administration required to access them. Okay. I don't know where to put the code. I don't know. I don't know which state MP I'm supposed to write to, you know, it's in the app, but I'm just, it's not the government's fault. It's the administration of Billy Darcy. I've got some of the worst admin uh, this nation has ever seen. And then on top of that, I'm scared to use them because, like, I don't want to get rejected while using them if, like, I absolutely hoe in to, you know, whatever the the, the all-you-can-eat breakfast or, you know, some some sort of a, a breakfast dish where I've, where I've just added bacon quite recklessly, in fact, on the proviso that this meal will be paid for by the government. And then they say, oh, actually, mate, we don't accept those here. It's going to be the full 31 out of your pocket. You know, it's it's terrifying. You've combined administration and social anxiety into a government-backed initiative, and they are both of my biggest weaknesses. So it hasn't been something I've jumped at. I, even then, like, there was one time I think I went to use a Dine voucher, and then I was like, can you use them here? And the chick was like, I don't know. And I And she was like, let me ask. And I said, let me stop you right there, babe. Okay. I'd like to pay double of my own money for this meal just to avoid whatever the interaction as or is with your manager coming over, you know, trying to work out how this how this bloke can use his food stamps uh, to pay for his avocado on toast. You know, it's not an experience I need, especially not on a Sunday, the Lord's Day, you know, in that in that brunch window. But I don't know. I don't know. I And obviously, I haven't used my Discover vouchers because... You know, Discover vouchers, they're really just for couples who haven't been to the zoo enough, really. You know, they're for couples who haven't been to the reptile park in a couple of years and are, are looking at a Saturday afternoon with nothing to do on it. That's where you really rip out your Discover vouchers, drag the missus along to Top Gun 74, you know? 
That's going to get her over the line. She doesn't want to see Top Gun. Well, what about this? State Premier Dominic Perrottet will actually be footing the bill for us to watch Tom Cruise and Miles Teller rev up the females in this film and, and do some backflips. Can I interest you, babe? You know, that's going to get her over the line. But, but yeah, also, you know, as the Discover vouchers, they're there to support the arts and I am the arts. So, you know, the calls are coming from inside the house. I don't know how that would even work. But anyway, I don't know. I think just as a single guy, you just don't, you just don't go out to crap things as much, you know, you don't go to Vivid or, you know, the noodle markets. When you're in a couple, those are things you go to because they're kind of fun because you're going with someone else. You know, I'm, I've just been single for too long to use a Discover voucher, I think. This is how single I am. I, re- I realized recently, I don't think in the last two years, I have missed a single UFC fight. That's, that's how single I am. And, you know, the UFC, it broadcasts in Australia from like 9am on a Sunday morning to like 1pm. Really, that's, that's your brunch window. Couples, couples are doing all sorts of shit with that period of time on a Sunday. The Lord's Day, that single people are just not, you know. You can't go out brunching around town as a single person unless you want a third wheel with one of your more irritating friends and their girlfriend. You can't just be going out. I tried to order brunch a couple of years ago and the chick asked where my wife was. Is she parking the car? I said, no, it'll be just me. She said, I kindly ask you to leave my cafe. She said, brunch is for people who are in love. If you start hitting some fucking sourdough at pace by yourself, the morale of this venue is going to drop through the floor. We can't sit you next to engaged people. You're freaking them out. So, you know, it's just not a single man's thing. But yeah, as a, as a single person, you don't really go to the zoo much. That's what I found out. Last time I went to the zoo was with my ex-girlfriend. And I've got to be honest, I haven't had a hankering to return. So it's just a weird thing. Totally blew it with my Dine and Discover vouchers. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. Today's the last day. I'm, I'm looking at having 17 brunches and seeing, seeing four different Marvel films all before 6 p.m. today. That's what I need to do to recover the fantastic opportunity this government gave me, you know? Just miss the boat as a single man. I've been, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I've been watching this Star Wars YouTube guy because he like explains the episodes after like the Kenobi episodes and stuff. And this guy's got like 4 million subscribers. He's probably a millionaire. I was thinking, God, this guy's killing it. All he does is talk about Star Wars and make millions of dollars. I'm thinking, if this guy's like married, he's got the whole world at his feet. You know, he's a pretty impressive guy, even though he's clearly the biggest nerd on the planet. You know, every Kenobi episode, like they roll the, they roll like the intro music or whatever. This guy just bursts into tears. He can't even handle it. Okay. So I'm thinking this guy, he's killing it. And then I go, if he's managed to wrangle some girl, my God, this guy's got the whole world at his feet. Then I saw, because once he gets in your algorithm, you got all the Star Wars videos from this guy coming in. You know, he's talking about a style of boot they used in episode four. You know, he really gets into it. He gets into the weeds, this bloke. This is the sort of bloke where you go, oh, yeah, I love Star Wars. And then you listen to him talk about it for two minutes and you go, oh, I guess I just think it's okay. 
I'm not hitting this stuff with the passion this man is. You know, I love Star Wars, but at the same time, I don't need it to prop up my self-esteem. Like, if they fucked up the Kenobi TV show, I would have lived to tell the tale. Where there's some blokes who are, it's like, it was really up in the air whether their life was going to continue at the same trajectory based on the success and the plot of the new Kenobi series. You know, I think, I think they need to take a bit more responsibility for their own happiness. It's not George Lucas's responsibility to fix your depression, brother, is it? But I digress. I thought this Star Wars YouTube guy was pretty cool. I thought, man, he's probably got a, probably got a wife. I mean, how could you be this successful and not have a bloody partner? And then it popped up on my YouTube algorithm. He did an unboxing of a $5,000 replica Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber. And I thought, my God, my boy is single, okay? (laughs) There is no way a woman on the planet, or most men for that matter, would sign off on a purchase as reckless as that. Imagine running that one past the cheese and kisses. Sorry, babe, yeah, probably spent a bit too much on lunch and a few beers with the lads the other day. Also, just quickly, while I've got you in the kitchen, is it all cool if I spend uh, sort of half our savings on a $5,000 lightsaber? Is that kosher? I know I, I said uh, I know I said we couldn't get that two thousand dollar couch last month, but that was before this replica came out. You know, with this replica, I can pretend that I too am in fact Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, so that'll be great for around the house when you've got your friends over and I'm making fucking weird sounds in the backyard, pretending Darth Vader is in our suburban home. <laughs> so, you know. He's single, I'm single. I'd like to think at least one of us will find a girlfriend soon. But at the same time, you don't want to get your hopes up, do you? But uh, I think with this Dine and Discover thing, I just absolutely fucking blew it. That's what I'm trying to say here. The government has absolutely handballed me a freebie. And I'm I'm just too all over the place to take them up. You know? And it just goes to show, would it kill the government? That's with, with this whole COVID thing. How we got, you know, the, the job seeker, the job keeper, the job wouldn't want to be you, you know? With this stuff, it just goes to show, hey, government, if you want to get the people on board every now and then, don't be afraid to just chuck out a couple of freebies and, and put them off the books, you know? Dine and discover vouchers, the job seeker. The other week in Sydney, um, I think in April, so a while ago, we had two weeks of free public transport in this great city as a thank you from the government. I got the fast ferry to uh, to the city for free. That's like an $8 value. That's in my back pocket thanks to these government drones. You know? If you're not going to do anything about climate change, lads, at least sort me out with a free ticket to the NRL. You know what I mean? I think people are not as complicated as the government thinks. If you just give us a little bit of money, it's going to put us in a good mood, you know? I know we want the big issues tackled, but at the same time, you know, walk before you run. If you can't sort out the rising sea levels, you know, send me to the opera. Let's fucking party. But, but yeah. So, dude, what about I just thought of, I don't know if this made the news in other cities, but in Sydney the other day, two days ago maybe, we had these climate protesters who blocked the Sydney Harbour Tunnel at like 8 a.m. And here's the thing. 
And then this chick who did it, she ch- uh, chained herself to the steering wheel and parked across the tunnel so no one could get in. And then people were like beating down the window, screaming at her. And then, you know, she went on the project to sort of defend her actions and, and bring light to the climate issue. And, you know, am I in favor of taking action towards reducing the effects of climate change and, you know, working towards a more sustainable and livable world for us all? You better fucking believe I'm in favor of that, mate. It's all I can think about, okay? Sometimes I'll just go down to the ocean and just watch it for a few hours just to make sure it's not fucking rising, you know what I mean? One day I got real freaked out and then a mate of mine explained to me how the tides work. And I realized I'd actually just been watching sort of the tides come in for two hours, uh, sort of quite high at Manly Beach, freaking myself out. You know, I thought climate change, I thought we're going to be flooded. We're going to be flooded by this time tomorrow if this continues. Uh, But a mate of mine was able to calm me down by explaining to me that we'll actually go down again and then come back up again. And we sort of got into a whole thing about it. But but yeah, dude, like climate change, I I. I, don't, I was going to say I love it. I, I don't love it. But I'm in favor of, you know, taking care of the environment. But here's the thing, dude. Why are people that love the environment so much such cunts? Because this is just the most selfish, privileged thing. This isn't a peaceful protest if you're fucking up thousands of people's lives. You know? I've engaged in a peaceful protest before. I don't remember I don't remember local tradies trying to break into my car and rip my head off because I was protesting so peacefully, you know? And this chick, what an idiot. She went on the project with about 75 nose rings in. Firstly, if you're going to go on the project and talk about climate change, take out the piercings because 90% of, of the audience are going to flick over the channel as soon as they see those things. But it's not a peaceful protest if you're aggravating and interrupting a large portion of the population, okay? Yeah, you're just making people late for work. What's the big deal? I don't know. It's how they're making a living. Maybe they've got stuff to do. This is just, that is not a peaceful protest. A peaceful protest is when you rock up to the park and everyone's got, you know, signs with clever things on them. And then maybe you walk somewhere. Then maybe you stop somewhere for a bit. And then maybe you walk some more. That is a peaceful protest. Why is, and it's specifically these climate people blocking bridges, blocking tunnels. And it's so frustrating because I feel like they're almost, you know, I'm not taking away from the good work some of these organizations do, but it's like, it's almost to the point where it's like, I am fucking pissed off with the climate change movement because of how they behave. You know, like, why is it specifically like abortion protesters do not block tunnels and interrupt the whole city? You know, unions, all they do is they maybe they, uh, what are they? They sort of reschedule a couple of trains and they let you know ahead of time. The teachers, they just get a good march on. Black Lives Matter, bit of a walk on, nothing wrong there. In America, few of them got a bit fizzy in the head, started burning down towns and looting places. But in Sydney, it was all kosher. Just peacefully protest, you know, like fucking up the whole city and causing people to be late for work. 
That's poor on poor crime. How are you affecting this situation in a positive way? Well, you've got all these freaking cars on the roads for longer, emitting even more CO2 into the atmosphere, ironically, because of your stupid actions. And this chick went on the project and she goes, she goes, I acknowledge my privilege. My privilege is not lost on me. And it's like, can we just have one climate protester who's like a normal bloke? What are you talking about, babe? You fucked up the whole city's day. Can we just have one climate protester who's a reasonable, rational person? I think it would help the movement a whole lot. One climate protester who you could get through a 15-minute conversation with at a house party. Can we have just one of them? I think it would do wonders for the movement, honestly. And this whole thing where as soon as you acknowledge your privilege, it's just a green light to be a raging cunt, you know? Oh, I acknowledge my privilege, by the way. I'm aware of how privileged what I did was. Oh, okay, sweet. So how does this work? Do I just give you $10,000 for nothing? You know? It doesn't just wipe clean the fact that you ruined everyone's morning. And these are just normal, everyday citizens. You're not sticking it to the government, you know? You're not bloody getting in the Liberal Party's head with this. These are half the people in the tunnel probably voted Greens, you dumb bitch. Like, what are you doing? These goddamn climate protesters, dude. Just Can we just have one chill climate protester who's a normal person? I think, oh my God. We'd have, we'd have, if, if, if not every single climate protester was such, was such an insufferable piece of shit, I think we would have had global warming sorted in about two days. But instead, you get these people who are just like, does anyone ever uh, protest for the climate and then just return to their normal life where they have a job, pay taxes, have normal friends? You know, it's always these vigilante hippies who come from rich families just on this weird crusade, throwing paint at people at Woolies in the meat section. You know, some mum's buying a few fucking sausages for her kids. Now she's covered in fake blood. How is this her fault? You know, you goddamn hippies. <laughs> I don't want to be like this, dude. I'm on their side. Just stop blocking the roads in Sydney. It's so frustrating, dude. But anyway, let's sort of crack in to the yarns ahead. Friday night, I had my Sydney Encore show. Thanks to everyone who came. Super fun. Melbourne this Friday. Sold out, so no stress. Looking forward to it. And that is the end of the tour. So thanking all. I'll do like a big thank you next week once the tour is actually over. But anyway, uh, so the show was super fun. My mum came along, which was great, with my sister. And literally, I think three minutes into the show, get heckled by my own mum. Like, I'm thinking the one person in the room who's got to show just a modicum of respect for the arts would be my own mother. I had this line about like, I don't know, I had some filthy line up top in the show. And I just hear from the back, excuse me, your mother is here. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm like sort of getting into it with mum and, you know... I'm trying to get the show cranking along here, starting up with some hot, hot bits. Mum's had a few white wines and she's sort of going nuts at the back, but uh, God bless her. She was sitting next to Superwog as well in one of the crossovers I don't think we thought we'd ever see. You know, my mum and YouTube phenomenon Superwog hanging out at a Billy Darcy comedy show. 
Why not? Why the fuck not, dude? <laughs> but I no, love my mum. It was super fun show. Uh, one guy was absolutely out of his mind in the front row. I met him after. Cracking bloke, but my God. You know, do a bit of crowd work. And, like, we needed subtitles for this young fella. I mean, he was just so fucked up. It was crazy. I met him afterwards, and uh, he said he'd been drinking since 11 a.m., which probably means, like, 2 p.m., but it's still quite impressive when you think about it. And, uh, he gave, yeah, he gave me a joint after the show where, you know, I could have beat a man to death with this thing. So it did provide a lot of context, but the show was super fun. Uh, nothing too much to report. Cause like I said, it was just a cracking time. Afterwards, my mum was hanging out with the Superwog boys and she kept calling them the Superwogs. She was like, oh, it's like the Superwogs were saying, I was like, stop calling them the Superwogs. Like they're not people, you know, like it's like you know it's like i was just hanging out with the avengers it's like they're just two guys they're normal guys they have names as well mum clearly did not think to ask their names which was cool but uh <laughs> she goes oh the superwogs mum comes to every show apparently she goes oh, i've got to start coming to more of your shows billy i'm thinking well if that's what the superwogs said mum you bet you better bloody come but uh <laughs> oh it was so funny and uh yeah so we were hanging out after great times great classic hits went to this pub Vic on the park in Merrickville after this pub just has my heart like you would not believe I only go there after playing in Merrickville at the factory god it's a great pub dude so you walk in first room there's always like an indie band playing live music yeah what the kids want there was some chick lead singer and I was immediately in love. I was absolutely mesmerized by this woman. If, if you have some chick with a, a fringe and a nose ring and she's the lead singer of like an indie band, I struggle to find a scenario where I'm not going to immediately fall in love with that woman. Okay? That's just, you know, is the sky red? You know what I mean? Like some of these things are just going to fucking, our hands are tied. We are mere, we are mere mortals being pushed around by the throes of destiny you know there's not there's not a fucking parallel universe on the planet where i'm not going to fall in love with the lead singer of an indie band okay i don't care if jake gyllenhaal pops up from the multiverse with 47 different spider-mans chasing him it's just not going to happen dude okay so that was great then you go through big beer garden just an absolutely massive beer garden there's like a huge balcony area like a terrace then you go down and there's an even bigger beer garden. Music cranks so hard. And then there's like, you can take dogs in. So there's just dogs everywhere. There's all, it's just the best. It's got everything you could ever want. Great food. I mean, yeah, great drinks. I feel like maybe I'm advertising the pub at this point, but <laughs> they do trivia on Tuesdays. and <laughs> You know what I mean? Like now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing it's just a pub. But uh <laughs> But I fucking love it, dude. So what are you going to do? But but yeah, that if you think that's making the final cut of this pod, you are out of your mind. Billy Darcy literally just describing a local pub. It also has tables and chairs and a roof. And uh, <laughs> they serve beers on tap. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. I feel like the first 20 minutes of this pod kind of cranked as well. And then I've just done that. So... Thankfully, Billy Darcy edits this pod. He's going to have his hands full. 
uh, because I think I've really just blown it for about three minutes here, but that's okay. What can you do? I'll fucking handball that over to that stupid cunt and he can deal with it. So all good. Learn, learn and live, win some, you lose some, etc. But, but yeah, I ran into Triple J personality, Dave Woodhead, again at Vic on the Park. And this time I had my wits about me, dude. I don't know what it is, but like two of the times I've been like the most fucked up in the last couple of months, I've run into prominent Triple J figures, which is just, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to be networking while I'm this fucked up. You know, last time I chewed poor Dave's ear off for about 25 minutes. I was like, mate, you got to get back out there on the road. The people want Dave Woodhead. Like, just, there was some light narcotic use in the mix. I reckon I wasn't making a lot of sense. You know when you're just too hammered and you're like, you're like nine parts energy, one part sense. You know, like you're just so G'd up on what you're saying, but it's not making any sense. This time I had my wits about me, you know, I was counted my words with one hand really made sure not to waste any more of this great man's time. So ended up having the sickest night ever. And uh, yeah, met, uh, Rowan opened for me at the show. So it was me, Rowan and a few mates and just just an absolutely sensational time. And then w- one last advertisement for this pub, okay? And then I swear to God, I'm never going there again. But then you, you leave Vic on the park, right? You leave this great venue, this fantastic pub, you know, this establishment for the ages. Then you leave there and you go out, there's a freaking burger truck right next door, okay? Like it's a truck. This burger truck has wheels attached to it. It has endless possibilities, this burger, burger truck. It could pull up to Bondi Beach. It could pull up out the front of my house, you know? It could, it could shut its doors and not sell any burgers for a few nights. That's an option it has too. You know, the whole world is at this burger truck's feet and yet it has chosen to park right next to Vic on the park. Now, I don't know if they're in cahoots or some sort of this or whatever, but let me tell you, dude, you come out of a pub after 24 schooners and the rest of it and you just see some guy and he, and he goes, so did you want like a triple bacon cheeseburger? You go, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Hey, <laughs> this pub has everything. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Then Saturday night, I, I wasn't going out, but I got full-blown peer pressured into it. And, you know, I'm always saying, I'm always saying do your own thing and, you know, I hate blokes that look like every other bloke and all this sort of shit. But at the end of the day, dude, I tell you what, number one hypocrite in town. I have no, honestly, no personal rudder of like what I want to do. I'm saying socially, not professionally, but like socially, dude, you can bulldoze me into almost anything. Like I'm too go with the wind, airy fairy, you know, roll with the punches, Darcy, like wasn't going out. And then the boys were like, why don't you come out? And then I was like, I'm, I'm coming out. And like, you could say to me, Bill, we're going to go do heroin and, and watch the circus. The circus is in town. We're going to go do heroin and watch that. And I'd say, well, fucking oath we are. Why wouldn't we do that? You know, I don't even, I, I have no like filter to run the decision through, you know, think about who you are. What are you doing? What do you got on tomorrow? What are, you, what are we doing right now? How do you feel? What's going on? Look up at the sky. What's the temperature? You know, 
So I went out Saturday night recklessly, dude. I'm running myself into the fucking ground. And anyway, of course, then you start having a great time and you go, what are we doing here? You know, me and Macca were on with these two... Oh, it pains me to get this blue. I know I've said the C word earlier in this podcast and it's going to keep me up tonight, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to drop another bomb. Two of the more attractive women you'll see, okay? And I hate to get that blue. I hate to get that blue. But they were. I'm just... They were attractive physically, okay? And uh, they were great girls. Me and Macca are just on for young and old. These girls came over and said, can we sit at your table? And Macca quick as a whip. This is why... This is why there's no there's no bloke you want in the trenches other than Michael McElroy, okay? These girls have come over to ask for the table. Before I even know what's going on, Macca said, you can sit there, but the price of admission is you're going to have to have a conversation with me and Billy. And they go, yep, sounds good. Bam, now we're off to the races. It's going great, guns. Uh, due to unforeseen events, unfortunately, me and Adzi were kicked out about half an hour later. And Macca was furious because now... He's got two girls and one guy. Now, I know that sounds like the sort of, you know, the title of some sort of explicit sexual video on the internet. But the reality of this is that in the, in the real world, you need numbers to add up, you know? Two girls, two guys, four gay guys is always a good number, round it up. But you know what I mean? Like, you need numbers to make sense in these social interactions. And by getting kicked out, I have fucked it for all of us. So... So me and Adzi head to this little bar around the corner. I call Macca to, to bring the girls with us, but he's, you know, rightfully furious at, at me and Adzi's recklessness. And they were being pretty strict at this pub. Like, it was absolutely cranking. But uh, anyway, so then me and, me and Adzi go to this small bar. We're watching this guy on, the, on an acoustic guitar just rip it up to no one. As soon as I see someone playing music to no one, I fucking have so much empathy for that person because I've... I myself have done comedy to no one more times than I'd care to admit. So, so I go, oh, let's watch this bloke for a bit. He was real good, real good. And this is why I'm so go with the wind, don't care about anything, and anything unimportant. I got to say, I was having as much, if not more fun, just drinking whiskey with Adzi, watching this kid smash Ed Sheeran than I was at the pub, you know? Like, it, nothing really bothers me. Like, we're just on to the next. So. And also, it was so cute. This guy, he's playing to literally no one. The only crowd member was his girlfriend who was sitting there fucking with like hearts in her eyes, you know, just absolutely loving it. You know, either they're going to get married and she's the sweetest girl ever or or she's an absolute psycho and they were on like a third date. But I'm telling you, the way she was looking at this young man, she wanted all of it. She wanted everything, you know, see it Christmas type energy, Okay. But then we're, we're on to the next. Adzi gets a call. We're off to a 21st now, okay? And this is where you're just rolling with the punches. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, we go to this 21st. I don't know what... I, dude, I tell you what. I don't know if this what this says about me, but I've been to like four 21st this year, and I don't think I've known the person whose birthday it was once, okay? I'm a genuine plus one. I don't know how I keep getting these call-ups. A couple of them have been interstate, to be fair. But then I roll into this 21st and I realize it's actually a 71st. He's sharing it with his dad. So now I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a plus ones, plus one. I thought, what am I doing here? I'm the most irrelevant person at this party. There's all like, you know, 50 year olds all fucked up. They're all having a great time. 
They're playing drum and bass on vinyl records. Oh, it was an absolute vibe in this place, dude. So now I'm off to the bloody races, celebrating whoever's 50th. You know, God bless him. It was a privilege to be there. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. And then a lot going on at this party, meeting all sorts of people, mingling with some 47-year-olds who were truly bemused as to why I was there. God bless them. But uh, ended up, you know, leaving there around 230 this is how irrelevant I was at the party. Adzi comes out the front and goes, Bill, are you leaving? I go, yeah, mate. He goes, cool, see ya. <laughs> like there was, there was no parade of goodbyes for Billy Darcy leaving this party. I'll tell you that for free. But anyway, I tried to take on about a 50-minute walk home, 55 minutes maybe as the crow flies. But I just couldn't, like I was just a bit too, I was just a bit too all over the shop to sort of get it together. And then here's the thing. So then I just ordered an Uber and I was home in about five minutes flat. But I couldn't really find the way on the maps. Like I didn't know where I was in this suburb. But then four minutes later, you're at home courtesy of, you know, whoever, insert whatever sort of racial stereotypical name you need for that joke and his Ford Ford Escape. And now I'm just home four minutes later in bed. And I was thinking, Uber is such a get out of jail free card, isn't it? You know, before... If you couldn't find your way home or you were too how you going, you know, this was a real situation you had to deal with. You're on 1% battery. Where the hell am I? What's going on? Am I sleeping in this park, dude? Now, you just got this get out of jail free card to have some guy in a, in a well-cleaned sedan <laughs> come and pick you up and drop you off literally at your front door, you know? I remember there were times where you had to like sleep in a park or something when I was 19. There's none of that now. You know, you've got to get out of jail free card at any point. And I think maybe we'll see in the, in the coming generations of young sesh heads. I, I, I wonder if they'll be as, as hard as their predecessors, knowing that, you know, basically you've got sort of this guardian angel who will just come and pick you up from any point uh, with minimum fast for upwards of $17. You can just get out of the situation you found yourself in. So, which is what I did. You know, I didn't have to earn my way home. There were times when, you know, you're out of money, your phone's dead, where you just go, sweet, so it's a two and a half hour walk home. And that's just the reality of this situation. Unless a taxi rolls past with its light on, in which case you'd sort of jump in there and and maybe if you were drunk enough, do a runner, but it was always very scary. I don't think I ever actually did it. Maybe I did it once, not alone. But, you know, it was a wild world out there. Me, you're sleeping under a bridge for the night. You just sort of have to transform into a homeless person for four to five hours until the sun came out and you could sort of get yourself to a local Macca's to buy a McDouble and use the Wi-Fi, you know? You were sort of a, a journey. It was like Aragon, you know, tra- traversing Middle Earth. That was getting home back in the day. You'd have to wait for a bus driver with a bit of sympathy in his heart to let you on for free. Whereas now, like I said, mate, and also here's with the Uber, you could have $0 in your account. The Uber will still go through. Like it'll just, your account will just go into deficit. So you can be $0, zero hope in your heart for any any chance of sort of getting out of this situation. Now you've got some absolute gentleman in a Toyota Camry picking you up. And he'll, he'll even wake you up when you get home. The amount of Ubers I've got in and just immediately gone to sleep in 
You know, this is the privilege of a straight white man. I'm 6'2". You know, rob me if you want, but if I wake up halfway through, you've got trouble, my friend. You know, I'll throw my rich, soft hands at you and, and hope they, they dissuade you from robbing me any further. But, but Uber is really picking up the slack for a lot of these situations in, in cases where previous to that, you'd just be absolutely fucked. So, also, I'm grateful. You know, I, don't, I feel like maybe I'm coming across as somewhat of a, of a whinger. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I went to a, a normal suburban pub on Friday. I talked about that like it was the greatest thing I've ever come across. Now we've got this car service that literally will save your life at any point in time. And I'm whinging about that. Where are my priorities? Where are my morals? Where is my ex-girlfriend? You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's a wild world. I fucking love Uber. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I'm saying how lucky we are to have it, you know? I remember one time, dude, my move in Ubers for a bit was, you know, when you just, (laughs) this is pretty disrespectful. I don't know. It's not the worst thing, you know, you could ever do to another human being. But if I was real drunk and it's like 4am, when it's 4am on a Friday night, I'm tired. You know, I'm not some sort of a, I'm not like Fisher. I'm not a a DJ. So often, (laughs) this happened for about a month before I was like, you got to stop doing that. I would order an Uber at like 3am or whatever. And then I'd get in the front seat and just put the seat immediately in full recline and just pass out. And then just the guy would just wake me up when I got home. It was so good, dude. Except I had to stop doing it because one time uh, the guy woke me up and I was like so out like a light. I thought we hadn't left the pub yet. So this guy's waking me up and it's all dark outside so I can't see where we are. And I'm like, I'm like, mate, what are you doing? You know, I put in the address. I put in the address, Forestville, mate, Forestville. And he's like, he's like, we are here. But I'm like too sleepy and drunk. I'm like, no, 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 Forestville, mate, Forestville. Yep, thank you. And I kept, I kept being like, thanks, mate. Let me know when we're there and going back to sleep. And then he's like shaking me. I'm like delirious. And he's like, no, get out. And I'm like, no, I can't get out yet. We need to go to my house. And he's like, He's like, mate, this is your house, you idiot. You know what I mean? You know, when people talk about, you know, the softness of my generation, I mean, really, these are the sort of situations they're, they're, they're looking to, I believe. But anyway, I think Uber is making us softer, is what I'm saying, because it's just a get-out-of-jail-free card no matter where you are. So, and in wrapping that up, I am very grateful for said get-out-of-jail-free card. So... Yeah. All right. Now, just to wrap us up this week, obviously the project to end the podcast, the project is the segment where we acknowledge and celebrate Australian talent. You know, people doing it on the world stage, people doing it at your local pub, you know, whatever it is. Uh, But we, we just love it. We love it when Aussies are killing it on the project. Okay. So this week, this, this guy's super famous already, but I still got to highlight him. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, the UFC featherweight champion of the world, is fighting this weekend on a huge pay-per-view. And I feel like in Australia, this is probably just a UFC thing because I know not many people are into UFC. The Ultimate Fighting Championship. (laughs) What a sick name for a, a sports organization. Imagine if there was like the Ultimate Soccer Championship. You'd be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What are you talking about, dude? 
But the ultimate fighting championship, I think because they call it UFC, people never call them on what a truly stupid name that is. But, but the Volk, here's the thing. And I feel like at some point, I'd love to see the UFC get a bit more coverage in this country. Not that it bothers me too much at all. I don't care if, if anyone watches it, but I just think like the Volk is not get the, the Australian athletes in the UFC. We have some of like the like highest level athletes on the planet in this sport, in a sport that's huge, dude, huge worldwide. And there's not really any much talk about it at all, especially with the Volk now. It's getting out of control with how good this guy is. He's on an absolute tear. If the Volk beats Max Holloway this Sunday, we're looking at like pound for pound best mixed martial artist in the world. He's like number three on the pound for pound rankings at the moment. We're looking at the pound for pound best mixed martial artist on the planet could be an Australian man from Windang, New South Wales. How fucking cool is that? You know, you think of martial arts, you think of, you know, crazy black guys throwing wheel kicks in the mountains and, you know, Asian guys eating bricks and shit. You don't think of some country town in New South Wales, Windang, just outside of Wollongong. Never even fucking heard of this place, dude. You know, it's freaking hilarious. The Volks coach is just this old white guy called Joe Lopez. He's like a dopey uncle. He looks like the quirky uncle at like your family barbecue who gets into the rumbos a bit too soon and starts saying some off-color things at the dinner table, you know? He's just wearing thongs in Vegas, this guy, Joe. It's hilarious, you know? Like... I love it. I find it so inspirational that you can just be from anywhere and do anything, you know? And, uh, dude, I love this with the Volk. Like, he's out of this gym in Windang, New South Wales. I mean, all you need to know about Windang is that the town is exactly how it sounds, okay? It's it's just a, it's just outside of Wollongong and, uh, like, it's quite... The Volk is out of this gym where, like, the logo for the gym is... Uh, it's literally just a yin-yang sign with flames behind it, okay? It looks like if you asked a year four primary school student to come up with a mixed martial arts gym logo on word art and paint, that's what it is. It's a yin-yang sign with flames behind it, dude. And this guy out of this country town at this gym is the champion of the world. (laughs) Homegrown, you know what I mean? I feel like we could talk about it a lot more. You know, it's like when Iggy Azalea was straight out of Mullumbimby to the top of the hip-hop charts, you know? It's just like that, except we don't all fucking hate her, you know? Iggy, like, what Iggy Azalea did is pretty impressive. But the problem is she didn't ride for Australia at all. She, like, pretended she was from Brooklyn and put on that accent. That's why we hate you, Iggy, you know? Whereas the Volk, he goes out in the Australian flag, you know, green and gold. You know, it's, it's, it's all on. He loves it. He rides so hard for this country, and I feel like, you know, that's why I love him. But, uh, and I remember, like, I just wish, like, it was more of an event when someone, when an Australian UFC fighter, who's, like, the champion of the world, fought. You know, if you walk down the street, no one would have any clue this guy's fighting. It's a huge deal. He's defended the featherweight belt, like, four times. So, good luck to the Volk this weekend. You know, I personally think this is my... I'm going to start putting some tips on the podcast because every time I put them on my Instagram story, they lose. I don't think I've had a single, every single UFC tip I've ever put on my Instagram story, they lose. And also like in dramatic fashion. 
Like there was the McGregor incident where I was on Instagram drunk saying, put your superannuation, take it out of there and then put it all on Conor McGregor. Anyway, Conor McGregor was put to sleep mere moments later that day. So, but I'll tell you what, better the day, paying 480, Volk to knock out Max Holloway. I think Max Holloway's aging. His chin could go, you know. Max Holloway is Hawaiian, which is a power-up. But, you know, the Volk is out of Windang, New South Wales. The spiritual home of martial arts. Windang, New South Wales, okay? I think the Volk could be the first guy to ever knock out Max Holloway. So, I got yeah, I got Volk KO into Izzy KO, Israel Adesanya. And then also Brad Riddell, this Kiwi bloke. He's fighting this absolute monster of an African man, but he's been training with Izzy and Israel Adesanya said that they're quietly confident Brad Riddell will win. So I got Riddell points. If you put those three together, you know, chuck them in a multi, you've just paid off your fucking mortgage, mate. So you can thank me later. Good luck to the Volk this weekend. You know, go Australia. This guy's going to be the pound for pound best martial artist on the planet. And he's from, he's from this great nation. I think that's pretty fucking cool. So go the Volk. Go the podcast. That is all for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Moments I I genuinely didn't, but I think there's enough in there that we can all keep going around again, hey? Anyway, thanks for listening, dude. Appreciate it. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now, I'm way too long.